0: It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash be here now today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash be here now.
1: You know what we're doing is talking about both, like social liberation and spiritual ultimate liberation, right? And we're trying to find the intersection of both of those liberations, like, in this moment, right? And so it may seem really challenging to folks who are just centered in social liberation, right? And it's also going to seem challenging to people who are just centered in ultimate spiritual liberation, right but we're trying to bring both of these liberations together to understand how we can live liberated in the world right and to 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 weave together the kind of freedom you know that um, that we really want to see I'm years years hurting each other we gotta turn it all around
0: Welcome to the Spirit Underground podcast with Dharma teachers Spring Washam and Lama Rod Owens. These conversations will explore how we can heal with plant based medicine and indigenous wisdom, integrate Buddhist based meditation practices, and reconnect to our ancestral knowledge. Together, we will explore what freedom means individually, collectively, and spiritually. If you would like to support the Spirit Underground podcast, please visit BeHereNowNetwork.com slash donate.
2: All right, family. Here we are back again with our podcast, Spirit Underground with Spring Washam.
1: And I'm Lamarad.
2: Here we are. We're back to talk all things liberation. Yes. Conversations. On liberation. These are mm-hmm. our favorite
1: conversations.
2: I feel like <laughs> I want to talk about this all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just crossed my mind to to emphasize this. Because I feel like I'm always having to say this these days. Um, but, you know, what we're doing is talking about both like social liberation and spiritual ultimate liberation. Right. Yes. And we're trying to find the intersection of both of those liberations, like in this moment. Right? right. And so it may seem really challenging to folks who are just centered in social liberation. Right. And it's also going to seem challenging to people who are just centered in ultimate spiritual liberation. Right. But we're trying to bring both of these liberations together to understand how we can live liberated in the world right and to 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 weave together the kind of freedom you know that um, that we really want to see, knowing that this world like this relative world will never be as free as we want it to be because this is a as the, the realm of suffering, like this is just, you know, this is not our home, right? Mm-hmm. As our ancestors would sing and preach about, like this is, this world is not our home, right? And there was another home for us, as Harriet Tubman said at the very end of her life as she was passing on, I am leaving to prepare a home, a place for you, right?
2: Yes, yes. Um,
1: so this is like, so we're just, we're we're coming from both. Of these spaces, right? So how
2: do we be at home knowing it's not our home where everyone's seeking, you know, the word safety. Like Uh I need a safe home. I need a safe home. But I'm wondering, is this, (laughs) could this ever be safe in this place? You know, it's samsara. um, And it has characteristics that are beyond what we want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I call samsara the carceral state. Mm -hmm. Right. And in my work around spiritual abolition. You know mm. um so i can i I can never be safe in this realm because this isn't my most authentic expression, you know, mm-hmm. so there's always going to be pain, right there'll always be situations of suffering, I'm always going to be struggling to gather the resources that I need to be well. Ultimately, I will have to die, right? And that's that's really mm-hmm. the proof that this isn't my home. Like, my true home is an experience where I don't have to transition out of, you know? So it's
2: more consciousness. It's not a destination. It's yeah. a being, it right? Is. It's a fluidity. It's not yeah. a, a state. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, of course... I think both spiritual liberation and social liberation both have a whole bunch of challenges and requires a lot of labor. When you bring both of those together, there's even more labor. And it's a nuance and a complexity that takes a lot of energy and practice like to move through.
2: Yeah, you're kind of taking on a double heaping. You're, you're yeah. saying, I'm going to liberate myself. Yeah. That's full-time yeah. work. Yeah. But no, now I'm going to turn it outward. I mean, we're always doing both. Healing myself right. is healing. Um, but there's some of us that take on a bigger piece yeah. for the collective. We move yes. with the collective in mind. We work yeah. toward um, uh, embracing and serving the collective yeah. in a different yeah. way. Um, yeah. So that's like, it's a double, you got two heapings (laughs) to tend to.
1: Yeah, and like everything, yeah, everything that we do is for the collective, right? Like we're doing labor for the collective in ways that most people don't even recognize, right? In the same way, like I have teachers who are doing labor for me and the communities that I belong to that we don't even recognize. We don't even register, right? Because this labor is happening, you know, really on a level of consciousness that we're not aware of or we're not attuned to, but they're working, like, to free us, Mm -hmm. like, from the causes Mm -hmm. and conditions of suffering, right?
2: And this is so, I think, so interesting as we were going to talk about this topic Mm -hmm. of what is the spirit underground, which... We keep talking about all the ancestors Mm -hmm. that labored on behalf Mm -hmm. of all beings, right? They they did this work of freedom. Harriet, oh my God, labored Mm -hmm. on behalf of Mm -hmm. all from the underground Mm -hmm. railroad as the conductor, archetype that she was, and then the soldier, Mm -hmm. and then the woman's rights, freedom fighter, women's liberation, her Mm whole world view was that Mm -hmm. right but yet had this Mm -hmm. internal dialogue with spirit (laughs) the whole time Mm -hmm. so there was something really interesting about what we're talking about this inner and outer and i thought it would be good to to share about because i think that's really what the spirit underground is right where Mm -hmm. we have this flow this connection and it's like internal but then we're moving externally As mm-hmm. these conductors, right, mm-hmm. our movements in the world, we're conducting mm-hmm. um, our channels of freedom, our words, our yeah. actions, our practices, our mm-hmm. community gatherings. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's break down more mm-hmm. about this as we get into yeah. this topic because that's what our podcast was really inspired by, right? right. The spirit underground, this movement. Yeah. Um, so you can say, you could I'd love to hear your thoughts about it, and then i'll I'll say kind of more that came out through writing my book right. about Harriet Tubman yeah. and maybe share a piece about that
1: you know, I mean, really, like what I would share is when this phrase of the Spirit Underground really dropped right into mm. into my consciousness and awareness. Right. And this was during quarantine, you know, when um, I had received a large, large frame picture of Mother Harriet, you know, at the end of her life. When, you know, it's a very famous picture. She's dressed all in white, you know, she's, you know, much older and she's sitting in a, you know, in a rocking chair outside. Um, So I, I was offered that picture, I brought it into my house. And just the heaviness of the energy in my home just really like it just really intensified, and I was like, "What is this? <laughs> you know right, you know, and I was offered you know a hoodie along with that picture with her you know of course with her image, her picture on the hoodie. It was a really nice hoodie, it was a really nice hoodie I was like, oh, i want to wear wear it, right and I couldn't quite put it on like every time I would attempt to put it on I would just feel really like overwhelmed (laughs) (laughs) you know I was like I don't know what's going on here you know so you know I just ignored it and so just one day I was like I can't keep you know living here with this energy it just felt like I was living underwater like the pressure Mm. was so intense and so finally I just went and I just kind of like kneeled in front of the picture, I was like, okay, what? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, what? You know, I just kind of opened up, you know, um, in the way like, you know, we do when we begin to channel energies. I just found myself opening, getting spacious, you know, um, and allowing space for these messages to arise. And I just connected instantly to Mother Harriet, you know, and she, you know, and she was like, listen, you know, you can wear the hoodie, <laughs> you know, um, but you have to promise to commit to this work of liberation, you know. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I think I'm already committed, but yeah, sure. You know, she was like, you know, my liberation work. And I was like, yeah. Mm. You know, it was like, I just never, it was never a second doubt, of course, you know, I'm with you in this mm. liberation work, Right. And then she started, like, then this phrase, Spirit Underground. And she was like, well, you have to be involved with the Spirit Underground. And I was like, oh, what's that? <laughs> and that was it. Like, and the only thing that I got was, was about organizing. Like, you just have to organize the Spirit Underground. And, and that's all I got. And then Energy Lifted. From the house, I put on the hoodie, wore it all the time, and that was it, you know? And then I told you, <laughs> you know, exactly. about the spirit underground. And I told, like, one other person, a good sister friend, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, about it. And she was helping me to discern what that message was, you know? But, like, I, you know, I just got the spirit underground. I was like, okay, you know, yeah. I'll just wait for further <laughs> instructions,
2: And it was when you told me about it, Mm -hmm. immediately you created language for something that I was trying to name that was Mm -hmm. happening, you know, and as soon as you said it, I was like, right, that is the name of this experience of what Mm -hmm. is happening through Harriet. And that's what I was getting through the book, through writing um, Mm -hmm. about these parallel realities, you know the Underground Railroad mm-hmm. being this physical place of stops, and you know they're historical markers right now of sure. of the, the the Underground Railroad that existed, and you know for sixty years. And um, but as I was writing the book and channeling Harry, it's like no, there's a whole another one. There's okay. a whole another railroad. <laughs> Hundreds of stops and moves mm-hmm. through light and space, yeah. and I have written that whole chapter in my book. And mm-hmm. when you said it's the spirit underground, I was like, oh, <laughs> I felt like you know, through both of us, she was giving mm-hmm. us. Peace. She gave the language because yeah. I kept mm-hmm. calling it the light rail. Oh, this yeah, is like the light underground yeah. light rail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that never really fit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you said spirit underground, I was like, oh, I think this is what they call themselves.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, because it's
1: all I got. I was like, "Spirit Underground." I don't know what, what that's pointing to, or who this is about. <laughs> but then I just gave it to you.
2: <laughs> and then we were like, we were really. There was something so alive in that, though. Yeah. Those two words yeah. together yeah. describe something really yeah. powerful. Actually, yeah. you know. And then once I, I started writing about that experience in these conversations. And Harriet would share this, this, what was happening and, and how mm-hmm. it was happening. And and the movement of, of, you know, it's like, you know, moving up, changing from mm-hmm. one level to another, going through right. one level of consciousness to another and being able to access this railroad, this light mm-hmm. road with all right. these agents and spirits yeah. and our ancestors yeah. and and to be able to get on, you know. Yeah to To become a passenger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like Harriet's definitely one of the main conductors on that. I think there's mm-hmm. others, but I think mm-hmm. somehow Harriet has orchestrated that
0: mm-hmm.
2: somehow or kind of is oversees that, takes that mm-hmm. responsibility and i I write about that in the book she's sort of a a monitor of these tracks yeah. she she watches this this light rail, this mm-hmm. spirit underground. Highway through consciousness, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's deep. And you know, we've had a lot of magic around this, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. And this is the being who manifests as this historical figure we knew as Harriet Tubman. You know, Harriet Tubman doesn't exist, (laughs) you know, like in the ultimate sense. Like, Harriet Tubman is an expression of an awakened consciousness.
2: Absolutely. That
1: takes on the form, that takes on a form that can best um, relate to the beings that they're working with, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, Harriet, you know, obviously was nicknamed Moses. Mm -hmm. Almost our entire life had that nickname that came as an agent, underground agent name from a famous abolitionist Gabriel. Heard that name, but then all mm. of the people said that is Moses. And mm-hmm. so rather we call it an emanation. They took on those qualities. Right. You know, we needed Moses. All the yes. people, all they knew was the most the story yeah. of Moses. They were crying yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Four million people in chains. And yeah. Harriet tumbled out of heaven in response yeah, as an energetic exactly. response to that. Yeah. So um, yeah, and now there's another whole level to Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like she's talking to people, Rod, right? I was just telling oh, yeah. you the story about my other friend mm-hmm. who was over here and was had a dream and then made this little video trying to mm-hmm. describe what he <laughs> was seeing, like the mm-hmm. bear and then this, and then Harriet was flying yeah. and was wearing that. It, it was that picture, was flying yeah. around.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I've been teaching the practice of the Spirit Underground connecting people to that frequency because, you know, it's a frequency of energy that we're connecting to. And so many people started having downloads, you know, from Harriet and from the Spirit Underground, right, you know. Um, And the Spirit Underground, you know, I I was telling you before, like the Spirit Underground, for me, it's like equivalent to a Buddhist pure land. You know, oh, well, it is a pure land. It's not equivalent. It is a pure land. Like, you know, a pure land is an energetic realm that we can attune, you know, to in order for our consciousness to be kind of drawn into that energetic space, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why we do practice, right, because we're trying to attune to different frequencies of energy that are Connected to higher consciousness, to light, you know, to liberation, to love, compassion, what have you, right? And then when we die, our consciousness is drawn to these energetic realms, these frequencies that we've trained to connect to, where we will continue to connect more and more to, you know, the clarity and wisdom of our consciousness instead of the delusion, which is another frequency that keeps us cycling through samsara or the carceral state. So Yeah, there's a whole realm of
2: delusion, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can take birth in and have the eons there if you, you know, stay like that.
1: Yeah. So the world that we're functioning in is a lower frequency, right? Mm -hmm. And we're training to connect to higher frequencies. And so Harriet Tubman, along with the other conductors, right, have established this energetic realm with a higher frequency that's focused on reflecting um, a culture and labor of social liberation, right? So it's like this pure realm reflects the work of liberation work and culture here in this world, right? So it's the people who are working for freedom, who believe in freedom, who are attuning to authentic states of liberation, who are therefore being drawn, called into the spirit underground.
2: Yeah, and it feels like a lot of these spirits are so active in consciousness right now. We're seeing their images yeah. everywhere. We're mm-hmm. seeing, you know, it seems like they're getting louder as this sort of feels like this pure land is growing. Or at least yeah. our, a certain amount of us, there's a critical mass that can now yeah. connect to it. Right? Isn't exactly. that it? Because Harriet said, when I was yeah. alive, this wasn't an yeah. option. I right. needed people to get physically liberated. I couldn't yeah. do much with their minds. Yeah, exactly. I just needed to get them out of literal change. Yeah, that was yeah. the promised land out yeah. of the, the system of abolishing slavery. That was where we got, you know. But now there's this, you know, this it feels like this pure land place, this consciousness. So many of us can hear it, we're available mm-hmm. for that. You know, in a way, it feels like we weren't a couple of years ago. There has mm-hmm. been something in the last two years, all of this difficulty and turmoil yeah. and illnesses and viruses yeah. and um, has created a kind of crack in the matrix. Yeah, I feel like exactly. it keeps cracking, right? And and then we're mm-hmm. seeing up into the sky in a new way. We're seeing mm-hmm. our minds. We're opening. So it's really weird. Is even though it feels like we're in a state of contraction
1: yeah.
2: and more suffering, but there's actually a window, of, yeah. a, a road that is expanding at the same time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I know there's, you know, people always have this kind of criticism and feedback around the ways in which these, these beings are reemerging in the culture, right? Right. And then people say, oh, you know, we're manipulating, you know, the 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 memory of Harriet Tubman or she wouldn't agree to be on a $20 <laughs> She didn't bill. say that
2: or she didn't do that. Yeah. yeah,
1: she didn't say that or do that. She didn't want this movie done. You know, <laughs> she hates <like> it. Her, <laughs> she hates it. Like, why do we have, you know, a British actress playing right. Harriet Tubman, Cynthia River amazing, right? Right. Um, um, like, all this criticism. And, like, for me on our end, like, we're like, well... Harriet's, like, actually doing this. Like, she's actually (laughs) training. Like, this is, like, she's orchestrating (laughs) this. Like, people aren't randomly saying, oh, we need Harriet Tubman back in the culture. Like, no, Harriet Tubman is back touching this realm energetically in a lot of people's minds and consciousness, right? And she's, like, she's getting people to 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 reintroduce her, right? Yes. I remember in the same way back in the 90s with Malcolm X, you know, mm. when Malcolm X was like reemerging again in the 90s, you know, and looking back and I'm like, oh, that's Malcolm X. <laughs> like, that's him coming mm-hmm. back, you know? And someone like Dr. King, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., you know, he has been so... Present, yes. After all these decades, because his consciousness was so powerful, right? You know that he was this really powerful. He is this really powerful being, you know, who emanated as Dr. King into this world, right? To to work for you know liberation, you know, and and opening up to love and compassion and this dream you know, of this beloved community. And some people listening to this will be like, well, Dr. King, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, this is the skillful means of awakened beings.
2: Yeah, they you can know, appear. to emanate. Yeah. yeah. And they often appear in lineages and they pick off, right, where one left, it's like a new emanation, right? Yeah. It reminds me of like the 17th Karmapa, right? Yeah. They like keep coming back in these, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, they can shape shift and... Yeah.
1: And who do I need to be? That's the question.
2: Yeah. What do I need to do to serve and move the ball forward? Yeah. Yeah. Liberation forward. You
1: know. I remember someone telling me that we need to let Harriet rest. We need to leave her alone, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, (laughs) like these beings don't need to rest. Like we need to rest. (laughs) Like Me and you need to rest, right? right? Because we're embodied beings. Right, who are still struggling to connect to their awakened mind, to their enlightened mm-hmm. self, right? But these beings are awakened. Like they like they they've transcended exhaustion,
2: right? You they're know, they tra- Yeah, yeah they're, they're making choices
1: exactly, mm-hmm. right? And they've transcended dread and aversion, you know, and doubt. They just do it. Right? right? They do it, they get it done, right? And keep, they keep doing it over and over again, you know, emanating into the world, taking on suffering, showing us how to do the work of liberation. When their piece of the work is done, they're out. You know,
2: yeah, they carried it, they did what they yeah. could, yeah. and and that's why I, I you know I was telling you how I had these concerns about the book because yeah. everyone's like Harriet needs to rest. You don't know Harry, Harry exactly. does not like this, Harriet loves this, <laughs> Harriet hates that. And I'm like, <laughs> look, this is just what came through me, people. Okay, I'm just doing yeah. my part. Harriet yeah. for sure wanted me to do this in my yeah. my full being, you know, my experiences laid out in that book. I don't need to share that. Yeah. of how it happened. Um, but yeah, there is something about these spirits um, and they're being amplified. I was reminded by a friend the other day who was, we were talking about the statue of Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they were, the, you know, 2020, when it was all about the statue, takedowns mm-hmm. in Virginia, and they, and they yeah. had that giant one in Harriet's face. Somebody had it, you know, on there, you know, mm-hmm. how you can do project those images Mm -hmm. was on Rob for for so long it was like a month straight every night and I was like is that Harriet doing that you know it's like wow the symbolism of that I think I have some photos of that and I remember posting it um how they had her face over you know projected there um and then they closed off the site, you know, to mm-hmm. all the protesters weren't allowed. You know, they're, now they were being threatened yeah. with felonies if they touched yeah. it and all that. But yeah. for a while, they were going after all those images. But that also reminded me, some people got mad and I was like, mad at that?
1: Right. <laughs> no,
2: this is like, this is iconic, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you know, please I think don't like, be mad, people. Yeah. Let's get
2: over that. This is alive. This is a highway. These beings are moving. They're helping us. Yeah.
1: I think, you know, we assume that these beings have no agency. Like, we we project their struggle with agency, you know, when they were alive, onto them and their death, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where we're functioning from, where, you know, these, you know, we're just using these, you know, these great beings, where, you know, people are making money, blah, 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 you know, but I think that, again, it's recognizing that these beings have way more agency than we can possibly imagine right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right? it's it like, powerful. Yeah. If their
1: image ended up on something, they were behind it. Right. Like if you're dreaming about these beings, they're, they're behind it, right? If a movie pops up, they're behind it, right? And it's never going to be perfect because it's, there's no such thing as perfection in the carceral state. Right. You know, it's always gonna be challenges. There are always gonna be things that we're not going to agree with. But the thing is to is to is to remember what they did. And we may not remember every single thing that they mm. did, but we are remembering like kids are exposed to Harriet.
2: More, right? and, more. And,
1: yeah. more and more. More and more. And many more. You know, not just Harriet, like it's just so many beings, like right? because of technology, like this access to historical memory, you know, and data that we can just go online and learn about Sojourner Truth, for instance, you know, yes. or whomever, Malcolm X, you know, whoever, like, whomever, like, we're moved by, right? Um, and that's important. That cultural memory is important, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think that's, you know, I think... You know, the thought that just crossed my mind is that, like, people tuning into this, listening to this, that, like, this is so out there. You know, and it does all this. You know, and I know, like, we come from a whole community of a whole bunch of stuff happening. You know, the spiritual industrial complex, right? Is like always
2: oh, mm, real, it's a, Yeah, it's a real.
1: like I always, when I think about that, I think about California. I was like, oh my god, California, like.
2: It's a lot going all, on.
1: <laughs> all the scenes and all the practices and all the teachers and this and that. And, you know, yeah, it is like this seems really out there, you know, absolutely. But like for me, I just think that, you know, when you hear this, like when you hear us talking about this, what do you feel
2: yeah, does no. it feel does it feel resonant? We know yeah. truth not from the mind, but let it right. sink in your body. Often when I talk to people about this, they go, they, they start getting goosebumps. Mm-hmm. You know, they start tingling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not you can't catch this yeah. with the mind. This is we're talking about the world of spirit here. We're talking mm-hmm. about ancestor world, and a lot of people are just waking up to that. You know that that we're yeah. that that beings can live you know we're in an interdimensional universe yeah and we're just in one place at one time but exactly. i will say for me one of the reasons these beings are back is what i got so clearly in the book process and writing and these conversations was here it's like mm-hmm. my work is not done yeah. these beings are opening this up yeah. these beings are opening these roads through the mind And it seems to be a two-way road, right? We can access them and now they're downloading like information, right? We talked about this before, like once it's open, it's like, oh, great. Here you go. Here you go. Feels like a highway of Mm -hmm. going in both directions, up and then down. And it's just like, there is something very powerful about this because, um, they're saying, "Hey, I'm not done." Harry, is like I'm not done. Mm-hmm. I helped get us slavery abolished, but not a mindset. Yeah, you know. And yeah. now I'm back to work on that—the real liberation, which mm-hmm. is, which makes it so connected to dharma, so connected yeah. to ancestors. So you know, there's something excited about the spirit underground because also mm-hmm. it's connected to the to our our Buddhist views yeah. of the cosmos on some level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The liberation of the mind.
2: hmm Right.
1: This is about know?
2: mind liberation now, everybody. Yeah. We yeah. all, most of you who are, who are listening to this already have all the toys. You've already yeah. reached a level <laughs> where you, you've exhausted your financial mm-hmm. liberation. You've probably exhausted your, you mm-hmm. know, the spiritual industrial complex, yeah. you know. This is going to attract people that are like, what now? Why am yeah. I still, I'm free I was let loose, but I'm not free. I love yes, that I saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: we're loose mm-hmm. we're we're wandering around now, yeah, yeah free range chickens so we're not <laughs> yeah. you know but we're not liberated fully yeah. um and I believe that yeah. this spirit underground pure land consciousness download can be really helpful, and I feel like we're just for me I feel like I'm just awakening to this, and mm-hmm. I think it will you know as any road you traverse it gets. Bigger, You start knowing how to drive. Maybe right now I'm crawling on it, but at some point I'll be skating and then I'll be like, oh, okay. (laughs) Here's how how this works. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, there's also the training that we have to choose to, in order to open to these kinds of realities. You know, it's like we just can't stay Stuck in the relative, right? A conventional, karmic, 3D level form. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like you have to open to these truths, right? And on one hand, sure, it can be overwhelming, right? But over time, it's really not that overwhelming. It's just like, oh, this is how things are. Like there's much more happening than this moment.
2: Yes, there's other you know? things going on that are more yeah. than us in this moment of trauma, which is like yeah. what we were talking about earlier, that we're yeah. more than our trauma. Exactly.
1: You know, and how do I begin to, to be beyond the trauma? You know, because samsara, the carceral state, is so, is pervasive, Right? It's like, it's nuanced. It's complex. Right? Mm. And it takes a lot of work to work through the confusion and the delusion. You know? And a lot of people aren't doing nearly as much as they need to be doing. Right? It has to be a holistic approach to the work of liberation. Again, the social work and also the spiritual work. Like, you're not... If you're not... If you're turned off by the spiritual, then it's going to be hard to get free.
2: Yes. Yeah. You're relying you know? on just you and your mind. And that's yeah. like 1% you know? here, yeah. you know?
1: You know, and we want to open up to the full range of, of resources and experiences. You know power. And power.
2: Mm-hmm. And support. Yes. You
1: know, I'm much more than this body and this experience. I had to start training in that early on. Like it I ha it there has to be more than this because this seems really rigid, you know, and fatalistic. Mm-hmm. You know, and and impenetrable, you know. But then you start thinking, well, is this it? You know, it's just the only experience that's possible to have in this moment. And then you begin to open up and get curious and you begin to have these experiences that are trans—that are transcendent of the rigidity of the carceral state. Like you begin to, to to experience, you know, the oneness of everything or God or the mother or the father, however you phrase that, mm-hmm. you know, in practice, but you touch into something that's Fluid and sacred and divine and free, you know yeah. once you touch freedom yeah. outside of this state, then like you know what's possible,
2: yeah, it's like you you open this door and you just yeah. finally get fresh air for a first mm-hmm. time in a long time, mm-hmm. but now you know it's there, even if you shut yeah. it somehow it changes you by just knowing it's possible, yeah. Well, you you wrote something really beautiful. You sent me that message last night. And you were mm-hmm. talking about this time, you know, it, where it feels like the spirit underground is also alive with all these ancestors, yeah. because the battle isn't over, and it feels okay. like the buildup eerily. Almost exactly to the Civil mm-hmm. War, yeah. like renegade president taking yeah. over, saying mm-hmm. you know half the country following. Me. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like whoa, all of this stuff feels like a drumbeat, yeah. very similar to 1860, yeah. you know, and um splitting the country and people running off with this president and then fighting yeah. against this one and the. Yeah. Um, But you were saying that it's a time. What I really liked about what you you texted me, you said that we're going to lose a lot of people because they won't know how to connect to this divine. So this for me is something I want you to talk about because as part of this divine connecting to this spirit underground, these beings, light, this consciousness Mm -hmm. of freedom, Mm -hmm. and also this consciousness of this divine love because Harriet is like, she looks fierce, panther. She yeah. was, wrathful mm-hmm. spirit, but her heart was so yeah. benevolent, Yeah, you know, there was this love that always, you know, would overwhelm me, you know, I'd yeah. be like falling on the ground, crying, because it was just like yeah. more than I could take of this divine yeah. energy, yeah. and, um, but when you wrote that, like, we may mm-hmm. lose a lot of people, because they won't yeah. know They'll die or they'll yeah. something will, you know, they'll kill themselves. They won't know how to connect yeah. to the divine because it's about to get escalated. It feels like the escalation. I mean, just look on the, yeah.
1: look around
2: right now. The matrix is on fire. hmm.
1: hmm. You know, and yeah, and the question is, what's really on fire? You know, <laughs> like I'm always asking, thinking about Delusion. that. Delusion. Delusion, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, when I talk about, people being lost, I just, you know, a lot of people won't be able to do the work. They won't have the capacity to do this intense emotional, spiritual labor, Mm -hmm. right? Of working through the trauma, connecting to their most authentic Mm -hmm. self, you know, and trying to touch a real experience of the divine, a real experience of liberation, right? You know, so many people who are lost in, you know, these kind of politics, you know of you know particularly make america great like you know there's an unwillingness to to let go of identity right the rigidity of identity and to expand into our true natures of who and what we are and when we start doing that we want people to be free and happy Mm -hmm. like we don't want to subjugate and silence and enslave people we want people to live their best life because we're beginning to live our best life so when people are trying to like work for you know the control of reproductive rights you know and 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 you know and um ending civil liberties and and so much more like they're trying to express their own suffering in the world, because that's the only way they know how to deal with it is to, mm. is to make everyone else, you know, suffer in the way that they're suffering, you know. Right. And to also erase how people are showing them to be free because they aren't interested in freedom because of the yeah. responsibility of being free.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash/be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot slash be here
1: now. Mm. Right, and then you know that goes back to Harriet, you know, because not everyone wanted to leave. The plantation, that's bills. right.
2: I mean, it was <laughs> hard work to leave. First of all, yeah. it's hard, you have to be willing yeah. to go into the unknown. I mean, even mm-hmm. when I was writing the book, I wanted to turn around a bunch of times. And Eric used to be like, Look, we're on the spirit underground, we're on the underground <laughs> light rail. and you trying to turn around? Mm-hmm. No, and then and I i would have to look, and that was you know, remember that was the hardest part of that work is all of the buttons. Yeah of trauma yeah. that were pushed, not necessarily through working with Harriet, but through the research, the study, the intensity, all my own unresolved pieces. That was what was so hard, laughing, crying, yeah. um, processing. You know, I think that was the the, mm-hmm. the the gift of it being over was I could stop doing that deep trauma work yeah. for that whole time. Exactly. I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill over. I can't, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I, I'm done. And, you know, I'm good for it. I'll, I'll go in mm-hmm. there, you know, I'll fight the good fight with it. You know, I'm not shying away from the grief, but it was extra. Yeah. I mean, it was accelerated. I mean, we were, she was like, you're going on this light rail and, and, and you know, by yeah. all means necessary and all this stuff just needs to get purified. And yeah. I was hanging on by my fingernails and, mm-hmm. you know, there was nothing to hang on to, actually. Mm-hmm. It was just go and just be yeah. and process and feel and move and do it for all and beings and do it as a conductor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Letting go.
2: Yeah, letting, letting go of all these tangles,
1: yeah, and yeah. our
2: collective trauma, our our, mm-hmm. our our black history, the trauma mm-hmm. of the sorrows of that, you mm-hmm. know. And I think so many of us have been tripped up in that over the last two mm-hmm. years. You know, we got the biggest button in the universe got pressed. Mm-hmm. You know, in May of 2020, there was a crack after George yeah. Floyd's murder and all yeah. the other murder. You know, there was a kind of as we know. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I'm hoping my prayers are that our work for a lot of people, they'll be able to understand what we're talking about. Yeah. And they'll already have felt it, but they didn't have the language. Yeah.
1: You know? You know, and the work I think for me is understanding that I am not my trauma. That trauma is an experience and, and we've self-identified.
2: We're
1: too with, attached, right? Too attached, yeah. Too attached, too self-identified with the experiences that actually keep us bound in the carceral state. And we have to start shifting the, the flow of that energy, you know, not away from self-identification, like with the suffering, and more into who I am beyond the suffering. So like choosing joy, gratitude. You know, happiness, com, you know, community and belonging, you know, beginning to identify essentially with the spaciousness instead of the constrictions and the rigidity. And you your know.
2: thoughts were when you when you were sending a text and mm-hmm. your, some of your recent writings, you were saying those who can't make it will choose to check out. those you know, or something, you know. Well, they. you know, I don't think
1: it it's because... necessarily going to be conscious checking out. Right, I just think when absolutely. I, you know, when I, when I think about people not making it, I just think that there's just going to be these, well, there already is this kind of alternate reality yes. that will slide into and we'll lose the capacity to communicate across these realities. I'm thinking about it as higher and lower frequencies as well. Like people are Mm. choosing the lower frequencies because that's what they know. And they think that this is what, what, that's all there is, right? And then there are those of us who are choosing these higher frequencies, these higher vibrations, right? They're taking us more into light, more into clarity, more into the love, closer to God, the mother, into the essence, the Buddha nature, you know, Like to that awakening out of the carceral state, you know. And this is and this is the the sinister work of the carceral state that it becomes irresistible. Like it becomes the snake charming us. Like we think. And can you say more about
2: carceral?
1: Yeah, carceral. Like just like we talk about. Yeah, you know, we talk about carceral as in in terms of when you know is aligned with the prison industrial complex, right? Mm-hmm. But we're talking about what it means to be captive, mm. what it means to be bound, um, what does it mean to be enclosed, you know, um how you know how we use, you know the carceral state to solve problems. Right. Mm -hmm. How we've become reliant, you know, particularly on the prison, you know, system Mm -hmm. to do this work when instead this work is work that communities should be doing through restorative justice, through, you know, through the liberation practices of dreaming, you know, and working towards a different future where, where we're holding people in love, not getting rid of people. Right. right, where systems that promote you know um violence and domination are disrupted are abolished, like we're abolishing the systems that are defining or informing how we show up in relationships you know we're you know we're becoming fugitives right. Like that kind of fugitivity Mm. where it's like, you know what, I'm going to, like, I'm leaving this, right? And there are consequences to leaving systems, right, and states, right, and institutions, you know? Um, How do I choose love over the hate of the aversion?
2: Yeah, and also, you know... I realized I was teaching last night at Spirit Rock on Monday night, um, the Monday night sangha, which has been going on for so long, since the beginning. It's kind of their main sangha. And I was talking so much about metta. And I just felt a whole wave of the importance of this, this energy, of this love divine. And I was yeah. really feeling it. You know how when you're teaching and you get yeah. like, just this real open channel comes on and it yeah. it's ignites you in a way, yeah. you know, when you're sitting in front, it's kind of like you open a door of this really beautiful flow of energy. Yeah. Um, it's what feels so beautiful about sharing the Dharma and sharing wisdom. Yeah. And, um, and it came to me as I was sitting there that, You know, we're going to have to develop such a more thick skin. I wanted to write a post the other day online that said, everybody get used to the N-word. It's about to Mm -hmm. blow up. And if we're still reacting to it, like it's brutal, it's going to hurt. But we have to actually find another place with that. Like it's only going to affect our trauma, you know, And I just started to feel like, oh no, this word, I just feel like it's rising in a whole Mm -hmm. different level out of the underworld. (laughs) Like, um, okay, this is about to be real commonplace and completely normalized again. And Mm -hmm. like, wow, but are we going to react to every single person? Are we going to try to find Mm -hmm. this power? And I think about how many times Harriet was called and I was like, well, whatever, you know, keep on going
1: and i'm yeah, you know? and, yeah i mean you can call me whatever you want but that's not what i am and that's exactly that's that's the that's the importance of self love there because self love mm-hmm. actually is about the ways in which i'm beginning to see myself as an awakened being or as you know someone who deserves to be happy and well and safe you know and have access to resources like self-love is also what disrupts our self-identification with the trauma, you yes. know, so people roll up on you. And they're like, well, you're this and that, you know, as we say in the South, you know, calling people out of their names, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's going to be
2: a lot of look, that, I feel like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you look and you're like, well, that's not who I am. Like, I don't understand that. You know, and that's a way that people, it's, it's kind of like magic. That's the way that people exert power over us.
2: Exactly. You know? By and that trauma. They, mm-hmm.
1: That trauma, like people know how to trigger us. They know, they oh, know yeah. where we collapse, right? And you start taking those triggers away through cultivating self-love. Like yes. just deep acceptance and understanding of who you are, you know? And so you begin to see that when people are hurling that language towards you, it's just an expression of their own misery, their own sorrow, right? And it has, like, I don't have to get involved in that reactivity to their suffering. What I am called to do, however, is to return that violence with compassion, right? And that compassion just meaning that, like, yeah, I get it. Like, you're hurting. Right, right, and you see me as the source of that hurt, but i won't take that that work on for you i'm not I will not become the reason you're hurting like you have to like you have to do the work of understanding that, you know, and taking yes. care of that, you know, and calling in the resources that you need, community be you know whatever it is, but like like I will not be erased because you don't know how to hold your pain
2: exactly yeah
1: and that's and that's the war like I'm not going anywhere anymore.
2: Yeah we're standing our ground
1: (laughs) right this is how it it it. ends
2: just like Harris stood her ground.
1: Yeah it's just like yeah like you don't have power over me anymore. Yeah you know like we've allowed a
2: lot to be ourselves to be disempowered a lot right in certain we overreact we give all our power away we you know, we fight yeah. and maybe it's good, but sometimes it's not worth the, yeah, you know, you the know bigger picture.
1: There's just so much suffering, you know, and I see people, you know, um, who are just so afraid of being themselves that they would rather erase and annihilate people who are reminding them, of what they could possibly be instead of actually becoming who they truly authentically are, you know, like, and it's, it's heartbreaking. But I think for me, at least I'm at this point where it's like, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to annihilate me anymore because my ancestors refuse to allow me to be annihilated. Like we've worked too hard now.
2: Absolutely, exactly. What war,
1: what civil war arises? Is going to be people who are just saying, you know what, this is enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you're not, you're not going to roll in and do whatever you want, you Mm -hmm. know, as this expression of historical trauma, you -hmm. know, from one dominant culture to another. I think that people are like, no, this is enough. Like we deserve to be here. We have a right to be here, right? And by, of course, in terms of Malcolm X, like by any means necessary, we will be surviving. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. you know, I, I live here, you know, in Atlanta, right? And so, like, I you know I feel that energy. I feel black yeah. people like, you know what? You know, yeah, there's um, definitely we're not going a, oh, anywhere.
2: There's a stronghold in Atlanta. I feel like Atlanta is <laughs> like the front line, and it, will, it feels like it is the front line of some kind of energy there. Yeah, Oakland used to carry a lot. I feel like it's Mm -hmm. dwindling and it's all moved to Atlanta. Some -hmm. kind of portal is now there. And, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know, and maybe that's more of the spirit underground energy, you know, Dr. King's home home place. We have like, you know, all these amazing people throughout the South that are, the South is awakening. Yeah.
1: Because
2: it has to be, the South has to stand up
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: South is going to have to fight, you know, You know, and
1: energetically, there's still so much trauma in the land, you know, from the genocide and the removal, you know, of indigenous community, you know, the Cherokee, Muscogee and the Creek Mm -hmm. communities here. Right. And there's that trauma. There's the trauma of slavery. There's the trauma of civil war. There's the trauma of Jim Crow. There's the trauma of lynching. You know, there's the trauma of systematic anti-Blackness and, you know, and all that's still present. And I think that this is the time that we have to start disrupting and releasing that trauma. You know, this is why I focus so much on the land. This is why I'm sitting so much, you know, with the, the indigenous elders in the spirit mm-hmm. world, right? This is why I'm Excellent. connecting to my ancestors. This is why I'm here, right? Like, this is the work, right? Because what's happening in the material world has a reflection and a root in the spirit world right Mm -hmm. and the unseen energy realms right and so we have to be as concerned with the unseen world as we are with the seen world and so when i see the struggles that we're going through right now i have to examine the the energetic root the unseen roots of this work and this is i think the work of shamans historically Mm -hmm. you know and medicine people and healers You know, energy work is for us to get to the roots of these things that are creating these impacts in the material scene world.
2: Absolutely.
1: You know, and then then it takes a lot of healing and reconciliation and um, individual responsibility. Like, I have to first and foremost take responsibility for my suffering and my trauma, Right. Yeah. Like I have to do that, I have to make that choice in order to join my work with the collective.
2: Yeah. It feels like if if we're not willing to tend to ourselves and do this healing work and take care of our emotions and let go of our traumatic identities for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. You know, our identity mm-hmm. is as a, the victim. the And not victim. I don't want to use that word because that's a loaded word. But right. it's just the identification with just being yeah. a suffering being instead of seeing our Buddha nature. Mm-hmm. Instead of seeing yeah. us the way that, you know, the gods, the yeah. God self, our highest self, our light being self. And so yeah. I'm excited about this time mm-hmm. in... This moments with all the complexity and uncertainty and politics and yeah. battles and the, you know, the build up to something epic here.
1: I mean, yeah. something's yeah. going to happen
2: in the next couple of years. Something's happening in the next yeah. couple of weeks. <laughs>
1: yeah. It may be happening today. Yeah, you know? it could happen today.
2: It could happen I mean, tomorrow. Anytime. I mean Anytime.
1: Like
2: it's just to, uncertain.
1: It's like what the ancestors talk about. They always talk about this with me, but like. <sighs> It's it, and it, this refers to the Bible of, around like how Jesus will come like a thief in the night, mm. you know. And I forget where that passage passage is, but we'll put that in the in the episode notes. But like, but that urgency, that 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 kind of like, yes, this will happen at any point, and we have to be ready. Right. Like, we have to be ready at any time. That's the training, you know, to be ready. And I think that's the training in meditation and dharma is just to be ready to show up to the moment, right? You know, and everyone, you know, so many people come to me and they're like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What happens if this thing happens and that law gets passed and this and that and that for, you know, and then so forth and so on. You know, I tell people that, like, me and my ancestors, we'll deal with what arises when it arises
2: <laughs> right and you you, you <laughs> are like that you 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 can hold all this like lgbt then the, the this thing with black men this thing that you do have this ability to just like you have a kind of calm centeredness while everyone is going into worry you
1: well, know it's, you do have a, that ability And that's, you know, I rely on my ancestors for that. It's like when you're connected to your ancestors, you have this incredible capacity to have a sense of so much more that's happening around Mm. you, right? And I benefit from the, the struggle, the insight, the fierceness of my ancestors who survived so much so that I could be here. So to be, again, Attuned to them is to actually also receive this intense confidence, right? It says that, like, you're not alone. Like, like you have all these beings with you who are also, you know, I I think I have really powerful ancestors, right? You know,
2: I think so. Your family, your family is pretty (laughs) epic. Your mom's a preacher. I mean, you Mm -hmm. come from a line of like very powerful, vocal. You know, fearless yeah. to be fearless, preaching you know. and standing mm-hmm. up and speaking out and yeah, yeah, that you we come you, you from really have
1: yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of black prophetic energy, yes. You know, in my family, you know. Um, but also that fierceness. Like it's like what whatever happens, we're gonna deal with it. You yes, know, and we will we, deal, with
2: we'll deal with it. We've dealt with you know. it. We've yeah, we, dealt with <laughs> yeah. this. There's nothing new here. Here's like, There's nothing, nothing new, new is happening here. I, I've it's seen just this. It's the
1: same old stuff.
2: So you let's know, talk about practices. Yeah, yeah. history is repeating itself. So what do we say to mm-hmm. people who say, how do I practice the spirit underground work? What is... So I want to mm-hmm. just give them some ideas. So, you know, from my perspective, this thing... Yeah. Uh, this idea of connecting to your ancestors in a really deep way right now. We need to call on them. We need to open the gates. Um, And then also these meditation practices and then plant medicine has been so helpful for us to deal. And the reason I worked with plant medicine is the traumas, those big, huge traumas. I mean, that's when I first started working with it. And we talked about your first, journey with lotus vine and not the collective trauma of the middle passage Mm -hmm. but this is why i want to share it because i feel like it's a it's a way everybody you can move faster i mean lord knows it could take a long time to get down to this dna Mm -hmm. level Mm -hmm. so i just want to just help people make sense of how do we do these practices what are the liberation practices how do we connect people yeah
1: and I often, you know, teach these days a kind of like an energetic connection to beings who have deeply inspired our work of liberation. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, Harriet, you know, of course, yes. being primary here mm-hmm. in our work right now. Like, how do you just consciously connect to their consciousness? Like, how do I, be, how do I just open up and receive the downloads from these massive awakening consciousness is I don't know what the plural of consciousness is, but like how do we remember the people who did this work before us mm-hmm. and what they went through? Like how can we open up to their, I don't know, fearlessness?
2: Absolutely. Right? Courage. The
1: courage. Like like you once you really, really, really sit with what these folks did. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, then you've had, you know, this this opportunity to kind of for Harriet to like bring you along on yes. what it meant to escape. You know, the experience of escaping, you mm-hmm. know, leaving the plantation. Like we have to go, we have to journey back to these experiences and learn how to relive them in our imaginations, with or without plant medicine, right? but we can just go back and say, what was this like? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and what, you know, and how do I see similarities in my own life? What is it that I should be leaving and running away from that I can't even fathom doing? Like, what is that? You know, and you start getting a sense of what these, these folks were doing and the choices that they made. So that's another, that's an important practice. I, I, I have, I can't show it on the camera because all the stuff is on the other side of the room, but I have, like, pictures, you know, um, of all the beings that are inspiring my work right now. Mm. You know, from, you know, of course, Harriet Tubman to, like, Audrey Lloyd to Essex Hemphill. Um, who else is on it? Um, Bell Hooks, Samuel Delaney. Um, sweet honey and the rock so forth and so on you know lots of people you know and I have the, those pictures up right and I want people to do that I want you to surround yourself with images of people who remind you about freedom and liberation yes. and the work that it takes right I want you to wear the clothing <laughs> you know with the images of these beings I have you know, hoodies with, Harry you, know, of course, Harry hoodies. <laughs> you know, I have a James Baldwin hoodie. I have an Audrey Lloyd hoodie um, as well, you know? And so, like, reminding yourself that these great beings um, are came before us, the great beings are still here. Like, absolutely. Like, it's, I don't want to, like, be misunderstood to say, well, you know, there's no one doing great work. There's a lot of beings doing great work. And you can find those beings and support them and learn from them as well.
2: Absolutely. And these are ways that we can fortify ourselves to connect. And I think the more people we start talking about this, the better, you know, the more we start to, we're going to have to unite here. Uniting is a big one. And stop spending all the time picking each other apart and just say, hey, you know, we're in this together. So I think we're going to come to a close on this episode of The Spirit Underground. And I give thanks.
0: It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BeHereNow today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BeHereNow.